0: It's the Veterans Radio Hour.
1: Send the word, send the word over there. The girl who loves a soldier is the girl who adores a parade. Jacobin
2: Dormal, Toto Through early morning, I got seen
3: visions of the thing. Welcome to Veterans Radio Hour. This is a special episode, The Music of War. And here's your host, General Grange. Tonight, we've got a different program for you.
4: We'll be covering some very interesting aspects of music of war. Thank you, Ranger Doug. And tonight, welcome all of you to Music of War. Music, how it affects the GI and their loved ones at home. It's morale builder. It's enabler of courage, pride patriotism, team building, why GIs and veterans tie themselves to certain songs, songs written by veterans, songs written by non-veterans about war or even not about war. But GIs tie those songs to war, songs that are positive to some, negative to others, some an expression of anti-war or anti-military, some that motivate citizens to enlist, re-enlist, Some drinking songs, some fighting songs, some shared between nations, some that want you to get home, some that inspire you to kick the enemy's ass. Songs are played or sung at military, social events, gatherings after funerals, sports events, and parades, songs that make you laugh and cry. Cadences are sung during physical training, P.T., some between enemies across the front lines at Christmas time. War songs are a big part of the military culture in all services. Stay with us as we move from World War II through Afghanistan with our veterans and spouses, the to guests tonight.
1: He was a famous trumpet man from El Chicago Way He had a boogie style that no one else could play He was the top man at his craft But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft He's in the army now, a blowing reveille He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B They made him blow a bugle for his Uncle Sam It really brought him down because he couldn't jam The captain seemed to understand Because the next to the cap went out draft drafted the band And now the company jumps he plays Reveille. He's the Boogie Boogie Bugle Boy of Company B. A doot, a doot, a doodly out a -a he blows an A to the bar. In boogie rhythm, he can't blow a note unless a bass and guitar are playing well. He makes the company jump when he plays Reveille. He's the Boogie Boogie Bugle Boy of Company B. He was the Boogie
5: Boogie Bugle Boy of Company B.
0: Tonight I have the distinct honor of being able to introduce two of my favorite people who happen to be the parents of General Grange, Lieutenant General Retired David E. Grange, Jr. and his lovely wife, Lois. General Grange had an astonishing career, entering the Army as a private during World War II in the early 1940s and becoming a paratrooper, serving with the 517th Parachute Infantry Regiment in the campaign in Italy, as well as making the combat jump into southern France in August, in support of the landings already made at Normandy, And from there, he and his unit fought all the way across France and Europe until he finally found himself in the Battle of the Bulge and beyond. After that, he served two tours during the Korean War, where he made two more combat parachute jumps. Then he served three tours in Vietnam. In the course of his astonishing career, he has been awarded the Combat Infantryman's Badge three times. He has three stars on his Master Parachutist wings, as well as he has also been awarded three Silver Stars and many other decorations for valor and fidelity. He served not only as platoon leader, company commander, special forces team leader, battalion commander, brigade commander, assistant division commander, division commander, and army commander. He also commanded the infantry center and school at Fort Benning, where I met him in 1980. I also met him again during the 1983 second of the best ranger competitions, which also bear his name, the David E. Grange Jr. Best Ranger Competition an amazing man with an amazing wife, and together they're approaching their 75th anniversary. General Mrs. Grange, we'll begin with that memorable song, I'll Be Seeing You. And Mrs. Grange, how about telling us a little bit about how that song affected you?
6: Thank you, ma'am.
7: Thank you, Ranger Doug. Uh, Well, uh, when uh, the beginning of World War II, we didn't have uh, transistor radios or TV or anything. We had jukeboxes. And so we all went to these pavilions around the lake. They played these lovely songs, we danced, we gazed into each other's eyes, and we sang from our heart. I'll
8: be seeing you in all these familiar places that this heart of mine embraces all day through. The children's carousel The chestnut trees The wishing well I'll be seeing you In every lovely summer's day in everything that's light and gay I'll always think of you that way I'll find you in the morning sun and when Be looking at the moon, but I. everything that's light and gay. I'll always think of you that way. I'll find you in the morning But I'll be seeing you.
4: That's wonderful. Thank you very much. And now, another song that was very instrumental in the war, a song everybody knows, Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition. Praise
1: the Lord and Pass the Ammunition.
4: Praise General Grange, I'm sure you did a lot of praise the Lord, but I know you passed a lot more ammunition, not only hand-to-hand, but shooting it at people. How about giving us an impression of what that song meant to you? It meant an awful lot to us. It meant a lot to the soldiers and all the members of the armed forces at that time, because we were still, you know, we were still burning from the, wreck of, uh, the raid on Pearl Harbor, where we were taken by surprise and took a hell of a beating. And that was our way of getting back. Then when we had uh, Jimmy Doolittle led the raid on Tokyo, really shortly thereafter, uh, Tokyo, the, the capital of Japan. And in a way, we were getting revenge very early in the war and pay those people back for the death of the act that started World War II. Thank you, General Grange. That was priceless. So now we move into the Korean War, which unfortunately we find we had demobilized and it meant that many who had fought in World War II had to be called back to serve again. And luckily, since not a lot of time elapsed between 1945 and 1950, there were men like General Grange who stood ready to go back out to the battlefield and serve multiple tours in a war that seems to have never ended. Matter of fact, although an armistice was declared, the war still goes on today. One of the songs that was made famous during the Korean War was the Tennessee Waltz, which you will hear next.
5: was dancing with my darling to the Tennessee waltz when an old friend I happened to see introduced her to my loved one and while they a dancer my friend stole my sweetheart from me I remember the night and the Tennessee was now I know just how much I have lost Yes I lost my little darling the night I were playing the beautiful tennis.
4: And this song, Unforgettable, is a terrific Matt King Cole arrangement that everyone is familiar with through not only Nat King himself but also the song he sung or his daughter sung with him.
9: Unforgettable That's what you are Unforgettable Unforgettable, thinks that I am unforgettable, too.
4: Mrs. Grange, what did you think about having your husband have to go back to war a second time? And how did this song affect you and your family?
7: Well, um, by that time we were married, we had our son, David, we had no home other than the home we were brought up in. And so all the wives went back home, which we did. And I did with our son, David, he was unforgettable. Nat King Cole, he pronounced every word. Everybody could sing the song with him. Uh, it was, it was very touching. He was, uh, Uh, A great singer, and like I say, everyone could sing the words with him. I'll never forget that song.
4: That's wonderful. Thank you, ma'am. And now another song from that same era, The Chattanooga Choo Choo.
10: You afford to board Chattanooga choo-choo. I got my fare and just a trifle to spare. You leave the Pennsylvania station about a quarter to
1: four.
10: Read a magazine and then you're in Baltimore. Dinner in
1: the diner, nothing could be finer. Then to have your ham and eggs in Carolina.
10: When you hear the whistle blowing eight to the bar. Then you know that Tennessee is not very far.
1: Shovel all gotta keep it rolling.
10: Ooh, ooh, Chattanooga, there you are. There's gonna be a certain party at the station.
1: Satin and laid
10: I used to call funny face. <laughs> She's gonna cry Until I tell her that I'll never roam So Chattanooga choo choo Won't you choo choo me home? Chattanooga, Chattanooga Get aboard Chattanooga, Chattanooga All aboard Chattanooga, Chattanooga
1: Chattanooga choo
10: Won't you choo choo me home? Chattanooga choo choo
4: in our first program. You mentioned being one of the last men out of Pyongyang. Did you get there by Choo Chu, or did you have to fight up and down the peninsula? Over to you. No, I got there. I got there by uh, the, the movement that uh, my, my branch of the service, the infantry always used. That was by our feet, our jump boots. And we were up on the, up close to the Yellow River when the Chinese came into war and they drove us back to Pyongyang. And we, I was in Pyongyang at that time, and we were on a, a great march back toward Seoul. They drove us all the way back to Seoul because the outnumbered number was about uh, five to one. And the reinforcements hadn't arrived in Korea yet. But we had a lot of very well-experienced NCOs and a lot of great soldiers and a lot of great uh, officers who led us through the World War II. And they even were a call back because they had joined reserve units and they had stayed in the Army because they liked the Army. They, they found a home there. I certainly did. And so we were there. We had a tremendous, uh, a small army initially, but we had a great army, a well-experienced army, and a tough army, and we knew how to fight. And so that's how we managed to survive, and we hung on until we had reinforcements, and then we, we, we drove those guys back up to the Yellow River again. That's great. And during the time, as we discussed earlier, technology wasn't as prevalent as it, as it is today, but did you ever think of that song, uh, while you were there, or did it was it something that you became aware of after you were able to get out of Korea after your service in the war was over? No, you have to remember that that most of the travel in World War Two, the whole period of the Korean War, was by rail. The military moved by rail. We had an excellent rail system in America in those days, and so the uh, the song went along with rail travel. So it fitted in very nicely to the soldier's way of getting from one point to another, and, and particularly over to the combat zone and to the ports of embarkment. And so they all traveled by by rail. Everybody went by rail. Nobody flew, except the, and a very very special few, and the Air Force. And there wasn't even an Air Force then. It was it was part of the Army Air Force. And so uh, we got to remember that the rail played an important part in our victory in both World War Two and our service and our performance of duty in Korea. General Mrs. Grange, we also have an important question for you because, of course, it gets back to the idea of entertainers and how they serve the military. The famous band leader, Glenn Miller, entered the military and became a captain. And one dark night disappeared over the English Channel, which caused everyone in the United States and around the world a great deal of grief. No one knows what happened to him or his airplane. Would you think about that? Do you remember when that happened and what you were thinking? Mrs. Grange, first, please.
7: There were fewer bands in those days. And so uh, every band that was good was very, very popular. Uh, When he uh, was down over the English Channel, uh, it made the news um, back home. Uh, Everybody was stunned. It was, um, it was, he was such a big personality that uh, everybody knew who he was. It wasn't like some of the bands today that, uh, You've, most people have never heard of, but since there were fewer bands and better bands, I think it uh, it just struck everybody as um, such a waste. Uh, he was such a lovely um, man, uh, served his country. Um, everybody back home was so proud of him, and just distraught when he uh, died.
4: Yeah, I can remember it had a tremendous effect on the army. Uh, I mean, I was I was a listed soldier then. I was a PFC, and I know all of us were shocked to hear that he had been he was missing in that, in that crash over the English Channel. He was a very popular man. He was, his band was very popular. They went out of their way to be be generous with their time with the military, and and the army took it took it pretty pretty heavily. As far as uh, being moved for several days or weeks, when, the, when the, word, the word first came out, we couldn't believe that that had happened. It was a great loss for, all, for America, believe me. That's wonderful, sir. Thank you very much. And it's an odd coincidence that the actor that played Ashley Wilkes in Gone with the Wind, Leslie Howard, also disappeared off the coast of Spain in 1943. Another entertainer went to war in the British intelligence service. So that takes us out of Korea and into the interwar period. And a song that was famous at the time was, I'll be seeing you in apple blossom time, which means a lot to the General and Mrs. Grange.
1: I'll be with you in I'll be with you to change your nature mind One day I'll come and say Happy the bride that the sun shines on today some time. Then what will you do? Then I'll be with you to change your name to mine. When will that be? One day, maybe in May. Then what will you do? I'll come and shines on today there. There.
4: Broadway for that act. The song is very special to Lois and I because we sang that and we danced to that song as youngsters, and then we still, still love to hear it and we still try to dance when we hear it being played. And, and we are still together for seventy-five years. This has been Mrs. Grange, and she's been with me, my the best ranger I ever had in my ranger team.
7: <laughs> I'd like to say that was the first song we ever danced to. And getting back to the songs and the war, uh, if you remember, we had no transistor radios. We had nothing in the car. We didn't even have car radios. And so we sang. Everybody sang. And that's why the songs were so important, because everybody knew every word to every song on the way to high school. Everybody in the bus sang. Whenever you went anywhere, you sang. Songs were very, very important in those days.
3: Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you are one of the 20 million veterans who served in the United States military, then this message is for you. During your time in the service, you might have experienced conditions and mishaps that have or will have an impact on your health and quality of life. Sometimes it takes years for these conditions to manifest themselves. Most veterans ignore the early warning signs and therefore miss opportunities that could have improved their health or extended their life. It is important that you identify underlying conditions early while you have a chance to make a difference. The VDAC software was created to help you identify presumptive service-connected conditions as well as assist you with filling out any of your VA disability forms. Not every veteran wants to file a claim. However, knowing what health issues to be aware of is an added benefit of living a long, healthy life. For those who want to file for their VA disability, the VDAC application greatly simplifies and expedites this process and therefore produces a perfectly filled out VA disability form with supporting material.
2: For more information, go to nifv.org. Again, that's nifv.org.
3: The goal of VDAC, the Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is to empower you, the veteran, with a quick and easy tool that aids you with filling out your VA disability forms. My father was the, the best truck driver I've ever known in my life, like a family tradition. I'm a
7: truck driver myself. I drove around the states with my cat.
3: To be the truck driver, you not just only see where you go, you see the world in the larger perspective. This is a
4: really good time to be in the trucking industry. The dispatchers get good loads for them. The equipment is very new, and then it's very reliable.
3: At GTS Transportation, we make dreams come true by employing truck drivers, dispatchers, mechanics, and many other occupations. Consider joining our rapidly expanding team where we put quality, human dignity, and respect back into the workforce. Contact us by visiting our website at gtscarrier.com or call us at 847 754 Four six six seven. That number again, eight four seven seven five four four six six seven. Welcome back to Veterans Radio Hour.
10: You can't win a war without a war song. You can't fight the foe without a tune.
1: Soldiers need a martial air that comes on like over there.
10: Oh, you can't fire a gun, declare to, to lose. You
4: can't rob the...
3: Here's your co-host. Ranger Doug.
4: So years after Korea, with various political and other pieces still out of place since World War II, we found ourselves covertly entering Vietnam and Indochina through a number of means originally involving small teams, the CIA, and special forces. But by the time we entered Vietnam in earnest in 1965, a lot of music had been generated. And one of the most famous of the time, Run Through the Jungle by Creedence Clearwater Revival, the family of which actually had quite a tie to the military and the brothers actually served in the National Guard. We'll listen to that song now. There we heard a second song by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Only that fortunate son described somebody whose father was important and got out of the war. Now we have with us Brigadier General Retired Dave Grange, whose father, Lieutenant General Retired Dave Grange, was already in war twice. And instead of being the fortunate son that checks out, this General Grange, Lieutenant at the time, checks in. So tell us what that song meant to you at the time, younger General Grange. Well, I heard this uh, when I was still back in the States, of course, and um, it. These, this is an example of a song that just the G.I.s picked up because you had to draft that. And you know, a lot of people didn't have a choice about going to war or not because they were drafted. and uh, you, But you had volunteers as well. And so the song kind of goes to those that could get out of the draft. And it didn't sit well with a lot of, a lot of soldiers. And so it's a, you know, we, they thing, especially when you, you get overseas to Indochina. So this song also reminds me of, of certain movies, like Forrest Gump and his buddy Bubba. And uh, that is just good, good songs for the GIs to get fired up on. And these are things when you're back in the base camp, sometimes you get a chance to have a beer or something. You actually have GIs dance around a circle together or something to the music just to relieve some stress. But the song definitely identified you with Vietnam, that time, that particular war. And any time it plays, I, I, I think of Vietnam every time I hear it. You don't hear it much unless you put those particular songs on, on a car radio, which we're fortunate to have <laughs> during our war. Uh, but that was my, my first time overseas. and My father was actually there almost the whole first tour I had. And so uh, he's very familiar with that song as well. Thank you, General. That was great. So we've got another guest with us tonight, a colleague of General Grange's from Vietnam who's gonna talk about a song with us, and that's John Binkley. And John, the song we've got here, obviously you and General Grange both know, I've heard it many times, For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield, one of the early supergroups. So John, how about giving us a short intro? Over to you, sir.
6: Yes, thank you, Ranger Doug. I enlisted and was in the eighty second Airborne Division originally. I was later commissioned. I did two tours in the Old Guard doing national level and White House ceremonies. I served in Vietnam as platoon leader in the 101st Airborne. I later commanded a company in the 101st Airborne. I commanded an aviation company in third ID in Germany and with Task Force 160. I was later the deputy commander of the one sixty. I did a tour on the Army staff and special operations. Commanded Aviation Battalion in Korea, and I was the Deputy Director of the State Department's counter Narcotics Air Wing in uh, South America.
4: Well, John, as you know, that, that song opens with the words, something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. And what did those lyrics in that song mean to you at that time? Over to you.
6: Well, it was one of the several rock and roll songs that the people remember from the war along with nowhere, nowhere to Run and I've Got to Get Out of This Place, which was applicable to all of us almost every day in Vietnam. But you know, Ranger Doug, there was music for everybody. There was uh, country music from Johnny Cash with Ring of Fire, uh, Walking the Line, Patsy Cline, uh, John Denver with Country Roads, Tula Clark had a lot of music then. There was a lot of soul music played in Vietnam. Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson uh, with his famous Stand By Me and uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. So all, these, all this music uh, brings back s- several memories that we had on a, on a daily basis. Uh, most of these songs rang true, as Dave said, when you're back in a fire base or uh, in the rear in a, in a more relaxed atmosphere. Uh, They even had uh, Korean and Filipino bands that would come and sing all these American songs. Even with their accent, we thought they they were great. So it did a great deal for morale.
2: There's something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there are telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, stop. children. What's, what's that sound? sound. Everybody, look it's what's going down. down. There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look, what's going now?
4: That's wonderful. That's a great memory. And I think that's something common to, to all service people is the music and, and certain kinds of art like that uh, do help us keep up morale. gives you something to think about, keep your mind occupied and so forth. Thank you for that memory.
6: I just want to say AFN went out of their way to uh, provide something for everybody. I remember one day recutting teacher landing zones in a loach and the pilot had uh, AFN turned into the Alabama football game which in the early 70s I thought was a trip to be able to hear the football game flying around in Vietnam.
4: And thank you for that, John. ASN, the abbreviation stands for the Armed Forces Network, now known as Armed Forces Radio and Television Service, AFRTS. Uh, it's a It's a service that's run by the Department of Defense for service people around the world. It's even inspired people such as Johnny Cash and Marty Robbins who are working with the radio to pursue their music careers. And it's a hell of a service for, for everyone. Plays all kinds of music, sponsors all kinds of events, and brings over real talent. Back to Vietnam, and here's an opportunity to hear another famous song that we still hear today by Otis Redding, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay.
10: Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be in the evening sun, Watching the ships I watch him roll away Again, yeah. I'm sitting on the Dark of the day Watching the tide
4: I'd like to ask Lieutenant General Retired Dave Grange, what did this song mean to you and your soldiers of the time? Over to you, General. Well, I, I think that uh, the, you know, the song Sitting by the back of the Dock on the, by the Bay, uh, that really hit a nerve with, with most of the soldiers who served, all uh, servicemen who served in, in Vietnam. They know that song real well because they all started their trip in California and they, and they ended their trip, if they were fortunate enough to, in California. And that song sort of fit the dock at at San Francisco Harbor. And when I went back to my second tour, I had the second battalion, of the 506 101st Airborne Division. And I had a first sergeant in B Company named Trent. And Trent was a wonderful man, a wonderful man. One of the distinguished service Cross during his time over there, but he also formed a band in the 2506. And their favorite song was sitting by the the dock in the bay. And and uh, I have a I have a tape of that song played by that band that he started in that company, and they played it all the time every chance they got. The band would get together and and, and, and uh, uh, played music for the soldiers. And the first old song they would always play was Sitting by the Dock the Bay. And I have a tape of that of that song. Uh, one of my one of my very precious memoirs of my my time in Vietnam. <laughs>
1: Me rock, me rock, rock steady.
3: You're listening to Veterans Radio Hour.
1: Roll me, roll me, roll me, ready. Roll me, roll me,
4: roll me, ready. I'd like to introduce a song that many of us know Heartbreak Hotel by Elvis Presley. Well, since my
2: baby left me, will I find a new place to dwell? Well, it's down at the end of the lone street.
9: So lonely, I'll be so lonely,
2: I could die. Oh, though it's always crowded, you still can find some room for broken hearted mothers to cry there in the gloom. Be so, I'll make so lonely, baby. I'll make so, so lonely, I'll be so
9: lonely, I'll make it die.
2: Now, the bellhop's tears keep flowing And the desk clerk's dressed in black Well, they've been so long On the street They'll never,
9: they'll never look back And think it's are so, think you so lonely Baby, well, they're so lonely Well, they're, they're, so they're, they're so lonely They could die
2: Well, if your baby leaves you You've got a tale to tell Or just take a walk Down
9: on the street To Heartbreak Hotel so lonely baby will you be lonely he will be so lonely
4: On my mind, in fact, I sing it regularly, and uh the thing that's important to me is that Elvis, among all entertainers, did not shy away from service and when he went into service, not only did he still pursue his music career, but he met his wife there. Uh, she was the daughter of an officer. He stayed throughout his service time, and then it came the huge talent that we know after serving. He always had a soft spot in his heart for soldiers, and of course. Uh, service people always had a soft spot for him. One night I got in a bad accident out there. Area of Friedberg, and pulled a guy out of a burning fuel truck. So I'll, I'll never forget my time at Friedberg. You could say it's burned in my memory. But so is the memory of Elvis and that song. Marvelous song, huge talent. Many more that he did that that all of us hum and sing from time to time. Thank you, Ranger Doug. I'd like to go to one more in the Cold War, and actually it's a series. It's a series that you'll recognize that was during those times that everybody can identify with.
10: With love,
1: cold finger. He's the man, the
8: man with the mightiest touch, a spider's touch. Such a cold finger.
4: So, Doug, some comments on those songs. What's important to remember about the James Bond series was they were originated by Ian Fleming, who was a British officer in their Special Intelligence Service, uh, their their MI6, their CIA equivalent, Uh, during World War II. He was instrumental in helping plan the operation that deceived the Germans about where we would invade in Sicily, uh, that's covered in the book, The Man Who Never Was. He not only participated in that, but several of his anecdotes in his novels. And in the films they depict were things that he or others that he knew actually executed during World War II and at other times. But the interesting thing about all of those movies is for the most part of the Cold War, they used the Russians as uh, an enemy and often would offset them by use of something called Spectre. But often Smirsch, which was actually the KGB's directorate that was used to eliminate spies, even on into Afghanistan, where in one of the movies, Timothy Dalton is fighting against the Russians who have invaded Afghanistan. So it's one of those things that not only gives you an idea of what soldiers and spies can do as far as tradecraft and equipment, but these songs also serve to be motivational to the troops. And they certainly motivated me throughout my career. Over to you, General. Well, thank you, uh, Ranger Doug. Appreciate that rundown. A lot of people, I don't believe, understand the history of, of the James Bond series and where those songs came from. So thank you very much. But with all that, it's time to take a rest and listen to a commercial.
3: You're listening to Veterans Radio Hour on VBN, bringing you shows like Wounded But Not Broken, Roll Call, and Veterans Radio Hour. We'll be right back.
0: Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics, a proud supporter of the Veterans Broadcast Network for over 19 years. High-quality printing services and warehouse distribution has been our hallmark since 1985, serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years. Check us out at www.dallascorp.com.
3: The trucking industry was born by the military during World War I and therefore became the father of the trucking industry. Being a truck driver achieved national attention in the 1960s when songs and movies included truck driving as a part of this storyline. If you're looking for an easy job that pays well, then GTS Transportation is looking for you. GTS Transportation is a leading transportation company with a great history. We are an international company with opportunities all around the world. Apply now by going to our website, gtscarrier.com, or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Apply now and become a part of truck driving history. If you are one of the 20 million veterans who served in the United States military, then this message is for you. During your time in the service, you might have experienced conditions and mishaps that have, or will have, an impact on your health and quality of life. Sometimes it takes years for these conditions to manifest themselves. Most veterans ignore the early warning signs and therefore miss opportunities that could have improved their health or extended their life. It is important that you identify underlying conditions early while you have a chance to make a difference. The VDAC software was created to help you identify presumptive service-connected conditions as well as assist you with filling out any of your VA disability forms. Not every veteran wants to file a claim, however, knowing what health issues to be aware of is an added benefit of living a long, healthy life. For those who want to file for their VA disability, the VDAC application greatly simplifies and expedites this process and therefore produces a perfectly filled out VA disability form with supporting material.
2: For more information, go to nifv.org. Again, that's nifv.org.
3: The goal of VDAC, the Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is to empower you, the veteran, with a quick and easy tool that aids you with filling out your VA disability forms. Welcome back. Here's your co-host. Welcome back
4: from the commercial, and here you are again this evening with Veterans Radio Hour 2.0. This is our 12th program, The Music of War. And then, of course, there's that famous war that we renewed that lasted only a few days. Two pieces to it. We called it Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And we have a veteran of that conflict with us tonight, an Air Force friend of ours, and our engineer, Mark Eli. Mark, would you please introduce yourself and tell us about a favorite song you had for that period?
3: Thank you, Ranger Doug. I was a tactical aircraft maintenance specialist, also known as a crew chief. During Desert Storm, I was crewing F-16s, which is a fighter aircraft. The Air Force is unique in that we send our officers to do the fighting. As a crew chief, we're responsible for the maintenance and readiness of that aircraft. The relationship that is between a crew chief, a pilot, and the airplane is a bond that's really hard to explain. During Desert Storm, a typical F-16 payload consisted of two 2,000-pound bombs, two AGM-65s, Maverick missiles, these are tank killers. Two AIM-9 missiles, these are for air-to-air combat. When the aircraft taxied with this payload, it would cause the airplane to bounce a slow, rhythmic dance. It was very impressive to watch. The daily routine of launching our aircraft was met with a ritual. It gave an opportunity for us enlisted to show our respect to the pilots. Music, it was very important to us during this ritual. The movie, Top Gun, it had come out several years before, and there's a scene in that show that shows a glimpse of this dance that the crew chief would do as they launched their airplane. Our bosses, the expediters, and others would sometimes park their vehicles at the entry point of the flight line, and if you had a headset on and you were listening to Top Gun anthem and then Danger Zone, you would notice that most of every move we made was in time and in sequence to that song. This launching sequence was the moment a crew chief would perform for the pilot. It was a moment when you could see the respect, pride, and honor us maintenance crew gave to our pilots. Music playing in our head during this moment was from the soundtrack Top Gun. And the songs were Danger Zone and Final Countdown.
4: In addition to being a brilliant engineer and a great friend, you also have a fantastic memory for music, and thank you for your service, sir. Thank you, sir. Tonight, we have a returning guest, our esteemed Leatherneck, or Marine, as we say, our friend Trey Sharp. Trey, how about giving us a short intro? Since, since the first show, is, a lot of time has elapsed. The audience needs to know who you are and what you've done. Well, uh, my name is Trey Sharp. I joined
11: the Marine Corps Infantry at the age of 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that for eight years, uh, served in the glorious 90s when uh, we had low budgets and uh, sat as cargo for most of the time in ships off of countries. Uh, uh, went back to college, 9-11 happened, uh, worked as a contractor for a number of years, and uh, now I have a military contracting company that works with the DOD and VA, and uh, we have our hands in a few different areas. and. Definitely living my best life right now and
4: helping my fellow vets. So, Trey, in that time between the end of the Cold War when the Berlin Wall came down, the Soviet Union disappeared, we found ourselves in a period we kind of call the inner war years. It was broken up by uh, some things like Desert Storm and others that came out of place. But obviously, music was very important to you as a Marine. How about telling us about one of your favorite songs and what effect it had on you and perhaps even if there's a story that goes along with us that we'd like to know over to you sir yes sir well uh a song that i that, that i constantly
11: every time i hear brings me back to uh, drinking in the ukraine with a bunch of my buddies and you know, we were doing work over there in the 90s when you know after the berlin wall fell down and russia collapsed there was a lot of security issues with different types of WMDs and things like that. So um, I remember sitting in a pub and our, our song was Rooster by Allison Chains. Uh, and you know, after uh, I started this conversation with, with General Grange, I, I re-looked up the song to find out the background. And it was a song that uh, Lane Staley wrote um, as a tribute to his father in his time in Vietnam. So it makes sense why the lyrics hit close home, you know, to us, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about surviving and then, you know, we're not going to die. And uh, just, you know, it's, music is one of those things that could really bring you back to a time and place. So for me, um, it's actually one of my best memories is just drinking pitchers of beers with my buddies overseas, listening to some Alice in Chains.
1: Yeah.
4: That was great, Trey. That's a great memory. Thank you very much. And it's always good to have a, a joint perspective on the show. Yes, sir. Any other songs that you'd care to mention? We can probably get those as well. <laughs>
11: you know, it's
4: funny, you know, back then of course we didn't
11: have, you know, iPods and everything. So when it comes to music, what I remember is especially whenever you're on a ship, you know, your cargo and so you're gonna live side-by-side side crammed in like sardines with people from every region, every color, uh, just so, so I can remember uh, everything from, uh, you know, old rap songs and Snoop Dogg to to, to Van Halen and Motorhead. Uh, there's very few songs that I can say absolutely uh, – made me think of the military, you know, as far as like Rooster that has a military theme to it, Uh, but but my musical memory beyond that was just the the exposure to all the different cultures of all my my brothers that I served with. And, you know, it's funny watching, you know, your buddy from Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, rapping to Snoop Dogg. (laughs) When three months prior, he'd probably never heard a rat song in his entire life. So music was something that we we really shared between us, and it allowed us to to connect and understand each other a little bit better. And uh, so so music was definitely
4: a, a very important part in our camaraderie. Thanks for that memory, Trey. That was wonderful. Appreciate you being with us again. Yes, sir. Thank you. And now we move to the modern wars. And in this... We're going to hear from some gentlemen that have been around the show for a, a bit of time and are related to the family, but friends of ours as well. We're going to talk about the war in Afghanistan and what it's meant. And with us tonight, we have Matt Grange, the son of General Dave Grange, the younger. Matt's been an Army Ranger, an Army officer, graduate of West Point. But Matt, I'd like you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
12: i uh, Matt Grange. So... I commissioned out of West Point, like you said, straight into Ranger school, went to the 82nd, uh, following the 82nd, I, uh, went to 2nd Ranger Battalion, uh, deployed at them twice, and I got out after eight years as a captain, a lot shorter history than the other Granges I know. Had a good time in the military, learned a lot, I think I was set up for success through my family music definitely played a huge part, I believe, and specifically with the Rangers. Uh, It was part of a routine that we definitely
4: utilized all the time. That's great, Matt. Thanks. Now, you obviously had some songs that meant a lot to you. Why don't you tell us about one of your favorites and what it did for you and your men?
12: Uh, One of my favorites um, is The General by Dispatch. It's not really a hard-hitting song or Get the the blood flowing, but for me the the message. I guess it depends on how you interpret the song, because most songs we listen to were actually anti-war, just like um, previous songs we talked about. Uh, that was the intent of the song when it was when it was saying But as a soldier, you listen to the lyrics. As a ranger, you listen to the lyrics, and you you might see it in a different light. So in the, the song, The General, um, it's about a battle-hardened general who uh, doesn't believe in the mission that he was giving. Uh, he's a good general, um, but instead of looking out for himself and his career by sending his troops in the battle with these immoral orders that he got, he tells his men who are standing there ready to follow the general through hell and back uh, to go home but he's going to continue the mission on his own. Uh, his his men stand fast, they don't leave because of the admiration they have for him. So eventually they follow the orders and leave and then the general prepares for battle. And uh, I see it as him sacrificing himself for his men, uh, really showing what it means to be a leader of men.
2: There was a decorated general with a heart of gold That likened him to all the stories he told Of past battles won and lost and legends of old A seasoned veteran in his own time On the battlefield he gained respectful fame With many medals of bravery and stripes to his name He grew a beard as soon as he could to cover the scars on his face And always urged his men on But on the eve of a great battle with the infantry and dream The old general tossed in his sleep And lesser with its meaning he awoke from the night To tell what he had seen And walked slowly out of his tent All the men held tall with their chests in the air With the courage in their blood and a fire in their stare And it was a gray morning and they all wondered how they would fare Till the old general told them to go home He said I have seen the others And I have discovered That this fight is not worth fighting And I've seen their mothers And I will not follow me where i'm going
1: so take a shower and shine your shoes you got no time to lose If you are young man you must be living take a shower and shine your shoes you got no time to lose If you are young man you must be living go now you are forgiven
4: brilliant points and you're right a lot of times we who have served can take what someone's done as entertainment even though it may be anti-war and it becomes an anthem instead so thank you for that observation now depending on where you are as a service person when you get a mission you have to do a number of things and often if something is going to happen quickly it's easier than if you're going to have several months to get ready but the biggest thing that you have to consider outside of things you may have to do with your family, is what to take with you, who you're going to go with, what you're going to do, how to prepare. And one of the biggest things that you do is to load your equipment, prepare for deployment, and that can be very hectic. And so as people go through that process, often they find music is something that helps them structure their day, think about various things, building camaraderie, rehearsing, and so forth. It becomes kind of a motif for the whole operation. And that kind of song persists throughout the time they're serving. Whether combat or just on a regular operation, so loadout music is very important to soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coast guardsmen, first responders, people in the interagency, and so forth. I'd like to ask Trey to tell us a little bit about loadout music that he likes and what it meant to him as he prepared for a mission in his past. Trey, over to you. Yes, sir. So, uh,
11: you know, for us, loadout music. You know, you, you've already gotten your five paragraph orders, and you know we we've gone around the tables and. You know, we, we've learned what our missions are and our responsibilities. and So that's the time we're prepping our gear and we're, we're, we're checking our buddy's gear to make sure that, you know, we're, we're all ready. And, and there's really not a lot of talking going on. Um, so we, we put the music on just to kind of turn that nervous energy uh, into adrenaline and, and, and start getting the the proper warrior mindset to, to, to be able to step step out and and do what you got to do. So for us, uh, my favorite song that I would put on was Ace of Spades by Motorhead. And um, that song was so important. I I, I was uh, talking earlier, uh, I've got two tattoos on my body. One obligatory Marine Corps just out of School of Infantry tattoo that I got on one shoulder. And then on the other shoulder, uh, we have the Ace of Spades. And, And it came from that song so it uh, definitely was a song that helped me and my team uh, get into that proper mindset for for what was to come next
1: But that's the way I like it, baby. I don't want to live forever. And don't forget the Joker.
4: Thank you so much, Trey. Well, Matt, how about telling us a song that meant something to you during "Low It Out"? What it meant to you and your men, and how it may have carried you on through the mission? Over to you.
12: So, for uh, Ranger specifically we uh most of the targets are are time sensitive targets sometimes you don't have time to do the five paragraph operations order You, you get the mission and you're planning all the way on the bird to the target um but one thing that's a constant is that that ready room so we get a we get the call for a mission your beeper goes off you go to your ready room uh we play something to get the The blood flowing, get the guys going uh, while they're getting their kid on, loading their weapons and just getting their mind right. Um, One song that I enjoyed is Blow Me Away by Breaking Benjamin. If you just imagine a football locker room, but instead of guys getting pumped up for a silly game, they're uh, getting pumped up to do the killing before the killer man comes. And uh, you can just see it in their eyes. They get those, those focused eyes ready to go, um, pumping each other up. And uh, with my, my generation, it's, uh, some people call it Generation Kill. Um, very, very dark generation, I'd say. Uh, very sarcastic. So uh, a lot of the, the songs we choose are sarcastic and nonchalantly describing things as serious as killing um but for the ready room it's it's just high tempo um and just loud
4: mark as we come out of this period, because all of us are going like going through like what the, the greatest generation, your grandparents, experienced when they had to endure the, the Great Depression. And I think it's going to have an effect on some people that have become hardened through war, but like you are going to be the leaders in that generation. So thank you for joining us tonight. And now it's time to pause for a
3: commercial. You're listening to Veterans Radio Hour. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Dallas Corporation and Dallas Logistics A proud supporter of the Veterans Broadcast Network for over 19 years High quality printing services and warehouse distribution has been our hallmark since 1985 Serving Fortune 100 companies for over 35 years Check us out at www.dallascorp.com
3: If you are one of the 20 million veterans who served in the United States military, then this message is for you. During your time in the service, you might have experienced conditions and mishaps that have, or will have, an impact on your health and quality of life. Sometimes it takes years for these conditions to manifest themselves. Most veterans ignore the early warning signs and therefore miss opportunities that could have improved their health or extended their life. It is important that you identify underlying conditions early while you have a chance to make a difference. The VDAC software was created to help you identify presumptive service-connected conditions as well as assist you with filling out any of your VA disability forms. Not every veteran wants to file a claim. However, knowing what health issues to be aware of is an added benefit of living a long, healthy life. For those who want to file for their VA disability, the VDAC application greatly simplifies and expedites this process and therefore produces a perfectly filled out VA disability form with supporting material.
2: For more information, go to nifv.org. Again, that's nifv.org.
3: The goal of VDAC, the Veterans Disability Application Caddy, is to empower you, the veteran, with a quick and easy tool that aids you with filling out your VA disability forms. The trucking industry was born by the military during World War I, and therefore became the father of the trucking industry. Being a truck driver achieved national attention in the 1960s, when songs and movies included truck driving as a part of this storyline. If you're looking for an easy job that pays well, then GTS Transportation is looking for you. GTS Transportation is a leading transportation company with a great history. We are an international company with opportunities all around the world. Apply now by going to our website gtscarrier.com or call us at 847-754-4667. That number again, 847-754-4667. Apply now, and become a part of truck driving history. Rapid Robert came to town, he rode to Boston City. He wore a wig upon his crown and sang an English ditty. Yankee Doodle was the tune, but thought he would expand it. He changed the words, and pretty soon... Welcome back. Welcome back. That Robert came to town, a- the macadam- Here's your co-host, Ranger Doug. Well,
4: ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Veterans Radio Hour 2.0. This is our 12th program. Subject of this program is music of war. We've got a great pleasure tonight. A good friend of mine, Nate, is going to be with us, and he's going to describe his experiences in Operation Iraqi Freedom. And as we've already said about uh, our Afghan friends, uh, when you get a mission there's a sequence you go through that's called a loadout. And, and many times soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marine, Coast Guardsmen will play uh, music that allows them to get psyched for the mission. We call that their loadout music. So, Nate, how about describing your, your sequence of loadout and also uh, the music that you would listen to if there was a particular song?
13: Ranger Duck, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, it's an honor to participate and, and talk about uh, some experiences. Um, Myself, I've been in uh, military service, the Army, for over 31 years. Joined as a private E1 in uh, 1990. Uh, crossed over. I went to OCS in 2004, and uh, I'm I'm still on active duty. Uh, so, so it is uh, a pleasure to talk about these experiences. Uh, did two tours in Iraq and a couple other places, uh, but some fond memories of uh, of that process. I had a, a great platoon. Uh, supporting Operation Restoring Rights in 2005 with 3rd ACR. Uh, We were actually based out of Fort Campbell, uh, but we were attached to 3rd ACR. And just the process of of partnering with the Iraqi police and the Iraqi army, uh, that loadout process, again, you know, getting on the trucks. And uh, each soldier, you know, had their own uh, kind of, Battle rhythm, way of prepping and and getting uh, mentally ready, and and mine uh, would be listening to a song by Incubus uh, called "Drive," and uh, that would just get me mentally, uh, you know, prepared. You know, and that getting that vehicle up to the edge of the fob, and then watching the uh, the Kyle was come in uh, for support, and then as we would roll out and and just uh, be able to kind of quiet the mind and and just uh, get your heart rate straight and then make sure that you're focused on the mission.
4: Thank you, Nate. And that was a really great description of what you had to do. And also, it was a very apt characterization of what the music did for you. And I'm sure the audience will love listening to that. Now let's talk about you're actually in the mission itself. And you've described to me a particular piece of music that you used yourself and that your unit actually was fond of. Why don't you tell us a bit about what that did for you in the mission itself?
13: Thanks, Ranger Doug. In 2005, uh, our platoon was supporting Operation Restoring Rights in Talifar. And part of the mission was uh, displaced individuals coming from the city, and so we had a series of checkpoints to make sure that they were safe. And that process, long days, and at the end of the mission each day, uh, my team leader would, over the CVC, the headset, would play the day one he played, they thought it'd be by David Bowie. And so as we were completing the mission each day, I would tell him to, to cue David Bowie. And so we did this for about seven days straight. And on the seventh day, he said, sir, I'm playing something else. And I said, don't do it. Don't do it. And uh, he's like, I, I'm, I'm changing it up. And he, he played some, some hard rock. And as we rolled out, the, the vehicle breaks down. So we're out in the middle of kind of the desert, waiting on support personnel to bring us in. And so we finally get back and he looks at me and he's like, I got it, I got it. And so from then on, it was David Bowie. Ground control to Major Tom
1: Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ten. ground control Nine. to Major Tom. Eight. Seven, six, commencing Nine. countdown. Engines on. Three, two, check ignition One. and may God's Ten. love Lift be on. with you. This is ground control to Major Tom
4: Well, Nate, you know you've described something that, that is characteristic of, of I think, uh, fighting men and women everywhere. Once you establish a routine, it's almost like you've uh, you've hit a groove, and you don't need to change it. And changing it can sometimes not necessarily be the cause, but when something goes bad, everybody's going to blame it on what you did differently. Isn't that right?
13: <laughs> that is exactly right.
4: And that was 2005.
13: Yes, 2005.
4: Now we're in 2022, and tell us your rank now and your rank then and what your responsibility, if you care to now, but also what you were doing then.
13: So back then, uh, in 2005, I was a platoon leader uh, for a unit out of Fort Campbell. Many years later, uh, 2022, uh, I am currently serving with the 1st uh, Infantry Division as their provost marshal, uh, so current rank of lieutenant colonel. Um uh, I'm right at thirty one years still loving it and uh and just you know find myself blessed to be a part of this division so
4: so you're part of the big red one
13: the big red one absolutely,
4: okay, and you know that I was detailed to the big red one to work for our host Dave Gray who was the division commander at the time
13: that's uh a long time ago, but um uh, the first time I wore the big red one patch i was uh attached to him out of out of Germany. So I got to spend some time there at Toulouse Maine. Well, good.
4: We may have bumped into each other. Anyway, I want to thank you so much for for being my friend, but also for joining us tonight. It's been priceless. Thank you so much. Anything you to close with?
13: No, just the the healing power of music. Uh, I've recently linked up with a, a nonprofit called Freedom Sings, where they bring veterans in and kind of listen to their story and then help you write a song. And so. I didn't know what I was getting into, um, but when that Zoom meeting popped up and it's all Vietnam vets and, you know, GWAT vets just kind of coming together and talking about experiences, I found it very, very uh, therapeutic and healing, and um, I I really love that community, and I, I really love what you're doing in this show to just talk about the power of music.
4: Well, good. This is the first one we've done where we've decided to look at music, but uh, put our name out there and we'll do what we can to help uh, Freedom Sings and you as well in your efforts moving forward. And in closing, I would like to bring uh, the senior General Grange back on for a few remarks about music for the veterans and the currently serving military. Hey, Doug, you, you participated in the Best Ranger? Yes, I did. I was in the the 83 Best Ranger from fifth special but you know i was just sitting here thinking we're about to do i think it's a number 37 or 38 best ranger that's 38 years of best rangers all right and yeah. i you remember when things starts at five o'clock in the morning the background music for the for the uh for the 100 uh, contest- contestants that are going to take part in that best ranger competition the one first theme is the uh, the of the Bohegans music plays as they're getting ready to start. And, uh, and then after that, they go to the theme song from Gettysburg. And that plays during the whole lineup and ready to go to get the pistol ready and ready for the five o'clock, five o'clock shot, which starts them off on that three days of agony and, and, and the contestant. And it's amazing the effect that music has that time of the day with those great 100 Spartans of the United States Army as they line up to take, take part in the, in the best ranging competition for that year. That's a, I'd like to say general, that's a fond memory of mine, but I was in, I was in the land before time. I was in the second one. And although not as elaborate as it is today, it was quite a shock and I was ready, but unfortunately for our team, me and my buddy, uh, who was actually, uh, a, a, the grandson of a man that you knew, uh, my buddy was, uh, Bob grow, who was grandson of, of general Bob grow. And, uh, we, we had been given two weeks to prepare. <laughs> so we arrived there uh, in a learning mode, but uh, we did very well and we're very happy to be there. Well, thank you very much. But, you know, it, it has grown into a, quite an experience for everybody, but I'm telling you, there's something mystical about that music being played that, that morning at 5 o'clock and they're waiting for the pistol to be fired for those three days of agony that they go through to prove who's the best spot there that that day. Well, that's great, sir. And thank you very much for that that wonderful memory and observation. Music of war enables courage pride patriotism team building it's drinking songs it's fighting songs some that want you to go home some that inspire you to go kill the enemy songs that make you laugh songs that make you cry and as you can see from our guests tonight and through the different wars we covered songs are a big part of the military culture for all our services Good night to all. Appreciate you being on our program tonight, Music of War.
3: Thank you for listening to Veterans Radio Hour on VBN.